Mark chapter 8, verse 13. I just want to share a couple thoughts um, that the Lord's been putting on my heart. Uh, Mark eight thirteen. it says, Jesus left them and getting into the boat again, departed to the other side. And now the disciples had forgotten to take bread and they did not have more than one loaf with them in the boat. And then he charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So it's pretty clear that the leaven or the influential doctrine or teaching of the Pharisees is a religious hypocrisy. Um, Making things look good on the surface while all kinds of contradictions exist beneath the surface, right? We uh, dress ourselves up in church clothes. I'm just using that kind of as an illustration. Uh, Put on our religious mask. Uh, speak our Christianese and portray to the world that we're wonderful Christians while we all the time we know that our life, our language, our thoughts, our lifestyle are something completely other than what we project. And so there's a hypocritical thing that goes on with that religious spirit. Um, And we could say the leaven of the Pharisees is a religious spirit because it clearly is. Um, it's a, it's a religious influence that causes us to project onto others something other than who we really are. And uh, we need to uh, find the freedom to where we, the love of God actually fills our hearts and we're able to live our life motivated by love, walking in faith, so that what you see is what you get. You know, authenticity and, and something real and tangible. Uh, and we're not... Uh, presenting plastic fruit to the world and expecting them to be able to get something good out of it, but genuine fruit of the Spirit, you know? And, uh, but it's also pretty clear that the leaven of Herod is a political spirit, working through control and manipulation and a lust for power. And it's driven by anger that distorts clear vision And it's marked by treachery and disloyalty. And, uh, you know, all of us have had to deal with that at one level or another. And especially um, during a time when uh, our own government is in chaos and there's so much deception and so much uh, treachery in our own government and the leaders of our own nation and, uh, and so much unhealth that's being promoted it's very tempting to get caught up in a political spirit and to lose our connection with the Lord in the process. Uh, and those who are caught up in it lose their passion for righteousness and competition and winning at any cost becomes foremost. And, uh, you know, it's justified by the, the weight of political battles and the need to win to save the world, right? Um, and, and there are issues that are absolutely important and critical and, and elections and things that, that are absolutely vital for us to win. But if we lose our place in the kingdom in the process, we've lost something that's way more important. Uh, what we're doing, we need to be doing for eternity, first of all, and not for this world. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about God's people getting active. And if you've been here, you know that. Uh, we need to let our voice be heard. You know, the highest level of, 
authority in the country, according to our Constitution, is we the people. You know, and so we do need to be active. We do need to let our voice be heard. We cannot just go down in silence. We need to get out and make a difference and all of that. But we need to do it as the sons and daughters of God. We need to do it with our prophetic anointing intact uh, so that we don't get caught up in a spirit of uh, needing to win at any cost and thinking that it's up to our uh, activism in the natural to win every battle because it's not. And uh, all of these things may be true, but the Lord still rules in the affairs of men and must remain our primary source of inspiration, vision, and victory. Amen? Um, in, in Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, Nebuchadnezzar um, testified. Did you know there's a chapter in the Bible written by a heathen king? Put that in your... Well, I was going to say, put that in your pipe and smoke on it, but I'm not encouraging smoking, so. Excuse the expression. Um, but in Daniel 4.17, he said, This decision is by the decree of the watchers and, and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, gives it to whomever he will, and sets over it the lowest of men. Somebody said, amen, that's obvious. Uh, but he can, he can do that. And, and, and he does it uh, according to his own good pleasure, and, and no matter how much we think that we have control of that, the Lord still ultimately rules in the affairs of men. And uh, so as a church, our primary influence is with heaven. Okay? That's first and foremost, we have to maintain our connection with heaven. Uh, we need to make a difference in the, in the uh, spiritual atmosphere of our nation, of our region, of our community. Uh, we need to keep the prophetic anointing flowing freely that's on the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and if we get caught up in a political spirit, we're going to lose that. And, uh, and I'm, really, I'm really struggling with some of the effects of what I've seen uh, because I don't, want, I don't want there to be casualties in the house of God to where we lose people that had strong political, uh, or strong, excuse me, strong prophetic anointing on their life and then they get caught up in a political spirit and, and they're gone, you know, and they're just swallowed up by something that uh, was never our intent uh, to... to uh, empower. Uh, all of our political activism cannot be allowed to distract us from the real source of our authority and influence. And uh, so absolutely I'm saying be active, get involved, make a difference, let your influence be heard, let your voice be heard, uh, but don't get caught up in something that's going to drag you away from the first place that you need to be, and that is a son or a daughter in the house of the Lord that has a voice before heaven, because if you lose your voice before heaven, all the voice that you have on earth is going to make that big of a difference. Amen? Uh, political spirits cannot be overcome by political activism, but only by kingdom authority. And that's the authority that we carry. 
Uh, a political victory that is won without a spiritual reformation will not change the heart of the nation. And that is where our true influence lies. You know, the only thing that's ultimately going to transform this nation is a spiritual revolution. And the spiritual revolution will affect the political system and everything else that needs to be affected. Uh, but we need another awakening in America. And I believe we're seeing the signs of it. We're seeing uh, the manifestations of that begin. But we need to be fully engaged in what heaven is pouring out on the church, the body of Christ, because I, I firmly believe that the church is the incubator of culture. Let me say that again. I firmly believe that the church is the incubator of culture. If you look at the seven mountains or the seven spheres of influence in every nation, and, and you look at the church or the religion mountain as one of those, that mountain gives birth to what infects every other mountain. Let me, let me, uh, let me demonstrate what I'm talking about. Um, if you've been around here for a while, you know that I have a heart for the uniting of the body of Christ. It's something that God wired in me way back when I was a baby Christian that I can't get away from. It's part of what he originally called me to do. And he said, I'm calling you to three things, to raise up leaders for the body of Christ, to tear down the walls between my people. Well, God didn't build those walls, man did. Man built the walls of division that have separated and divided the body of Christ, you know, denominational walls and non-denominational walls too. You know, sometimes non-denominations are just a non-denomination that becomes another one of those, you know. Uh, nevertheless, they have walls that separate the body of Christ from one another. And, and, and what has happened is that uh, a genuine prophetic unction that God gives to the body of Christ, you know, because he gives uh, the gifts and callings are without repentance. So God gives prophetic anointings to the body of Christ. And because of the animosity and the competition that, that uh, developed between denominational groups, and everyone so convinced that they're the right ones, they've turned their prophetic weapons against each other instead of against the enemy. And it's a great evil. And I'll call it out of any group that does that. Because what it means is that the immune system of the body of Christ has turned against the very body that it's supposed to be fighting for. And so we have birthed a reality in the church that is now replicating itself in our natural bodies. It's called autoimmune diseases, where, the, where the, the immune system of the body now turns against the very body it's supposed to be protecting. Same thing's happened in, in, the, in, the, in the culture around us. The, the news media, which is the, the watchman on the wall of the nation, has now turned against the very nation that it's supposed to be protecting and defending. And watching out for. But that, those realities were first birthed in the church. Because the church is the incubator for all of culture. Sobering, isn't it? And you're not going to be able to change that through political activism. We need to change that by repentance on behalf of the church. For the way that we've treated our brothers and sisters. And the way that we've allowed ourselves to be divided against each other. When Jesus clearly prayed that we should all be one as he and the Father are one. It's a great evil. And, and we can rail against every other form of evil in the nation if we overlook that one. We've overlooked something that's very critical. 
We've got to allow the Lord to root out of us every bit of self-righteous attitude that has given birth to the divisions in the body of Christ. Every bit of judgment against those that we see as less than. You know, some of the body that we see as less than us because they don't have this, that, and the other that we have could probably actually teach us some things if we had ears to hear. Because I believe that every stream... Every denominational group has a treasure that they are to bring to the house of the Lord. And when we stand against them in judgment, we lose something very powerful that could be life-giving to us. Amen? Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? Psalm 2. The kings of the earth set themselves... And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointing, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. And he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. And that has been like a reference point for me that keeps me from being swallowed up by this burden of false responsibility that I have to change things in the political realm in order for the nation to change. No, that's not where I've been. I have some, I have some influence there. But my assignment is to the church, to the body of Christ. And so that's where my energy is going to be poured out. And, and so that's why I'm very careful that I don't allow the pulpit of the church to become a political stump. This is where the word of the Lord is declared, not where we, uh, not to be used primarily as a campaigning tool or whatever. And, and I believe that the Lord has given us uh, a powerful intercessory team that has strategically equipped to change the atmosphere of the region. And I believe that as Ohio goes, so goes the nation. Because I believe Ohio is the heart of it all. That's just what I believe. I believe that if the, if the spiritual atmosphere in Ohio can change, it will change everything else. And, and a lot of what uh, filters out into the rest of the nation, I believe, begins right here. I believe Ohio is a very significant place. I believe the Lord's assigned us here with, with a very powerful opportunity to bring change and transformation, but I believe it's birthed in the spirit. And again, I'm not, I'm not denying that we need to be active. We do need to be active out there. Uh, but if, we, if, if a, an awakening does not begin in the house of God, it's not going to hit the nation and change the heart of the nation, no matter how much we change in the political realm. Is that... Uh, so, so every one of us needs our giftings intact. We need our anointings intact. We need to have our spiritual weaponry intact. And we need to understand how and where we function so that we can bring a, a level of trans, a transformation in the spiritual realm and change the atmosphere of the nation and, and help encourage a spiritual hunger and, God reach, and, and, the Lord, and people reaching out to the Lord instead of to every other place for answers. Amen? Because I believe those answers begin here in the house of the Lord. And uh, so 
Psalm 2, those several verses uh, have become a really uh, strong reference point for me uh, because every once in a while with all the craziness, the spirit of stupid that's in the country right now seemingly, uh, I have to just allow myself to sit in the heavens with the Lord and laugh at the raging of, of all the, the, the insanity that's going, I mean, 68 genders, are you kidding me? Like, how dumb can you get? Our animals know better than that. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, I, and I'm not wanting to joke about something that's very painful because this stupidity is wreaking havoc on a lot of innocence in our nation. There's going to be a lot of cleanup and a lot of... Uh, revival that's needed just to bring people back in the right relationship with God. And, and it's going to take some miracles for some people to be able to function physically after all the devastation that's going on out of the medical community. You know? And it's sad. Uh, but, uh, you know, God's going to win. And, and, and uh, yeah. Okay, um, I signed the purchase agreement for the Worcester property. Well, I'm really glad you're all so excited about it. I kind of did it in fear and trembling, because it's my name on there, you know. And, uh, and we don't have the money to buy that thing, but I'm surrounded by prophetic words that keep saying the Lord's going to provide every bit of it and that we're to step out in faith and see what God will do. So if you're part of the answer to that, feel free. Uh, because it's going to take all of us working together. And, uh, and so, uh, but I, I want you all to know one thing. This is not about Yuri. If it was about Yuri, I'd have backed out. It's not about me trying to build a legacy for me. Because that's not in my heart at all. If, if, if whatever I'm working for, first and foremost, is for eternity, it's not to build something here to be remembered by. Because that's not, it's absolutely not what I have in my mind. Um, I'm just trying to be obedient. And my personal involvement there, I feel... First of all, is, in, is going to be in the prayer center. I, I just feel that the older I get, the more I'm going to, that's going to take up more and more of my time and energy is, is leading warriors in, in inter, strategic intercessory prayer uh, to change uh, the atmosphere of the region. Uh, and, and I'm just, uh, that, that's my passion, uh, to minister to the Lord and to, to see the Lord invade the atmosphere uh, of the region, and uh, also in the conference center and the healing center. And uh, those are things that are very much at my heart uh, to be personally engaged in. Um, and uh, also, I believe that there's, there's going to be the life center there that, that we've been believing for, and, I wouldn't, and, and uh, something for youth. And also... I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to have a food ministry there. Um, and I, I've kind of had in my heart for a long time that we're going to be 
partnering at some level with Blessings of Hope at some point. And uh, we've had little chats about that, and they're absolutely willing to partner with us and excited about doing it. Uh, but I believe that it would be a way that we can be positioned, no matter what kind of economic devastation comes to the nation, that we can be a blessing to cities in our region in their time of need. And we can actually be a city of refuge. And, uh, and so uh, I believe there's a lot of people in our region who are not as easily affected by economic downturns because they grow a lot of their own food. But I do believe that people who in our region, in the Amish and Mennonite community, want an opportunity to serve. And it's going to be an incredible opportunity for many to be able to serve as we, as we build something to help people who have needs. So, um, so if I could ask you to please pray for funding um, and the prophetic words that have been coming uh, pretty consistently are, are declaring that we're going to be able to buy this thing without getting a loan. And uh, so if you're uh, sitting on some, some money that you'd like to see invested into eternal things, uh, pray about it. Uh, we're, we're looking for people who want to uh, make kingdom investment uh, into the property and then develop uh, teams from our partnering churches that can actually build the different ministries on site. And, uh, and I, what I want to do is schedule an evening where uh, everyone from the three congregations that are actively involved in this can come together and we can present the vision and see how many people are willing to invest into something like that. And, uh, uh, and then if there's not enough that way, uh, that uh, the, if there's people who have money that would be willing to put to work for a year or something while we raise the rest of the funds to pay that back. So uh, be praying about that. And, uh, and I, I think the Lord wants to do some significant things to... Uh, empower us to minister to the needs of our region more effectively. And uh, as far as the healing centers, I keep getting this glimpse of I, one of the things that be ministering to, I just keep getting glimpses of Am, uh, vans of Amish people coming in, van loads of Amish people to the healing center, uh, where people will actually pray with them for healing, whether it's physical healing, whether it's emotional healing, uh, and, uh, and be able to find answers besides turning to pharmaceutical drugs right away. Um, and uh, I think our people, there's a core value where we don't like turning to drugs. And I think it's sad that a lot of the counseling centers in the area have just really aligned with um, those answers more than through finding real spiritual help. And I believe that's something that we have to offer uh, we've got a powerful team. Uh, and Joe Logie is with us, who founded the Healing Rooms of Worcester. And uh, she's, uh, she's needing to get back into the harness again. Isn't that right, Joe? Yeah, she does. And, uh, and has had, had some high-level training in, in, in doing leading healing rooms. And uh, so I feel like we've got so many people here that are gifted in healing in different areas, whether it's uh, in counseling and, or physical healing or whatever it is. And so we really want to uh, allow the Lord to build a platform for those gifts to be used to minister to the needs in the region. And I believe that as we give those away, what God has given us, uh, God will bless us with more and more healings in the house here.
Amen. That's my thoughts. Uh, you got something you would like to add, Amanda? Amen. Wow. I, I think that may be the shortest answer. <laughs> yeah, just, just Worcester property for now. Yeah, if you want to give. Um, and uh, we do have a separate uh, nonprofit that has already been established that we're kind of reorganizing for that. But for now, just the Worcester property uh, will get it into that account. Anybody else? Yeah, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and one thing that I really appreciate about the Amish culture um, is that they do not have a theology against the supernatural. Or a lot of the Mennonite cultures do, but the Amish do not. And, and most of the supernatural they've experienced is on the other side, unfortunately. Uh, but but uh, when you believe in the supernatural, you know, you tend to be open to real answers and, uh, and I believe that it's, it's an opportunity that we have to, to help them find the answers that they already believe in. Uh, they just have, unfortunately, not found that kind of power in the church. You know? And because religion tends to justify powerlessness in the church. So that people end up going other places for answers. Yeah, I think they would. Uh, yeah. And so, Steve? Sure. Um, speaking of money, uh, I recently came across a, a link where um, uh, people that have Facebook, back before COVID, when COVID hit, they profiled Christian people as a, a terrorist group that needed to be uh, uh, kept a close eye on. And so all of the Christian uh, um, people were put into a group and, uh, uh, that they kept close eyes on. And uh, a recent court, uh, they recently they were taken to court for it. And uh, uh, so they, were, uh, they lost the court hearing. And so there's a lawsuit. Uh, you can be a part of the class action lawsuit and you can go. You can, uh, if I have your, if you, if I have your email address, I can send you the link to where you can go in, and you can get, uh, you can get a card, uh, a credit card, sh uh, shipped to you to your address, as a part of this uh, 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 lawsuit deal, where uh, you can get funds uh, to help with the property or to. To whatever, but it's all. All you have to do is have, have had a Facebook account during this time frame, and uh, they will send you 
uh, you can be a part of the settlement. Okay, so if anyone wants to be a part of that, get a hold of Steve. Okay. Anyone else have something on your heart you just need to share concerning any of this? All right, let's stand. Father, we're grateful for your faithfulness, for your goodness. Lord, if any of us have allowed any of our giftings, callings, anointings to be hijacked by a political spirit, right now we just repent. Wherever we've empowered that come under the influence of a spirit that's worked against the anointing that Holy Spirit has for us we ask you to release us and set us free and that any of any who have lost ground uh, because of the burdens for political solutions and all of that father that you would help them find their way back to the body of Christ to the house of the Lord, to their family, to their calling, to their anointing, to their gifting, and that none of it would be wasted on political activism that needs to find its first expression in the house of the Lord. And Father, wherever we've allowed for that as leaders, Lord, I repent. And I ask, Lord, that the fire of God would so burn in the house of the Lord that the anointing that you have for your sons and daughters would be so powerful and, and that your people would become so contagious with your presence that it would overwhelm all the political corruption and deception that's going on in our nation and our community. And that you would raise up righteous leaders. And that intercession would go forth from the house of the Lord on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our leaders. And that every uh, leader that has come into place that does not have a heart for you that does not have a passion for righteous, righteousness, that does, that does not want justice for the people, but is pursuing injustice, that those leaders would be removed because your word says that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. And so, Father, we, we proclaim you as the righteous judge, and we ask for every earthly judge, every earthly court, and every earthly ruler that they would need to answer to and submit to the rulership of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and that every earthly court would give an account to the, to the court of heaven, and that this would be a true uh, launching of a revolution from the house of the Lord, 
into every realm of culture in Jesus' name. And Lord, uh, you told Zechariah that the builders have come to terrify the enemy. And so the builders are your terrorists, putting terror into the hearts of the enemy. And we're asking, Lord, that you would give us grace to build where the enemy has been destroying and tearing down. That we would restore what the enemy has devastated. That powerful men and women of God would, would rise up in this place that would be willing to take this gospel of the kingdom into every realm of culture, including the political realm. Lord, for those who are called into that realm to represent the kingdom, bless them. Lord, we bless them. But we ask that they'd be covered with so much anointing oil that they would not get caught up in that political spirit and lose their way with you in Jesus' name. As so many have. It just sold their soul to the enemy once they get into that political swamp. So we're asking, Father, that rulers would be raised up in righteousness right here in Wayne County. Uh, across Ohio and in the, in, uh, across our nation, that there will be a true righteous revolution uh, of Jesus being exalted, of people getting right with you, of all the corruption being exposed and coming into the light. We forbid uh, righteousness and, and, and to lose weight to unrighteousness on our watch. We forbid it in Jesus' name. And we ask, Lord, that every work of deception, every work of fraud, every work of injustice would come into the light, be fully exposed, and, and be disempowered in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, we are willing uh, to be active in every realm of culture that you've called us to. And we ask, Lord, that we would, uh, that we would let our light shine. Uh, in, in, in the educational system, in the business world, in the political world, uh, in any government roles that you've uh, put anybody into, that righteousness would come, that injustice would be exposed in Jesus' name, and that the church once again would become a safe place for people that are looking for answers to come and to find the answers that they need in Jesus' name. And Lord, we're seeing such a tidal wave of broken people that are going to be emerging out of this political mess and this medical mess of mutilating children's bodies. It's so grievous to us, Lord. And so, Father, we ask that you would begin to equip us with supernatural power to bring healing to people on levels that we didn't even know we we're going to have to provide answers for. So that broken lives, broken minds, broken bodies can be restored, can be healed, and that Jesus can be glorified over all the mess that the enemy is trying to make in our culture. Let mothers and fathers rise up in this place that walk in authority, that walk in kingdom power, that are able to uh, rescue people out of dark places and bring them into the light. Father, let, there's, going to, there's so many that are crying out right now in depths of despair. Suicide rates are going up so tremendously in the, in the young people of the nation. And far be it from us to, to, 
to sit in the safety of our protected community and ignore the cries that are coming from so many devastated communities around the nation. Let us not close our ears to their cries, Lord. And Lord, I'm asking that this, this property that, that we're uh, purchasing in Worcester would become a place for many broken people to come and receive help, to be rescued, to be healed, to be restored, to find life. And we just thank you, Father, for the opportunity that we have to engage with you. I thank you, Lord, for the prophetic words that have been coming that, that supernatural funding is going to come to projects that you've put on people's hearts. And so, Father, we receive that. We embrace that. And, and Lord, we're stepping into waters at flood tide like the children of Israel did at the Jordan. Um, and in the natural, it doesn't, we don't know how it's going to happen, but we trust you. We believe you. And we thank you for providing for all of these needs. And we just give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Amen.